Welcome to the Draft Up Podcast. It's Jared Feinberg and Devin Jackson of Blue Chip Scouting, and we are your hosts for today's episode. On the previous episode of the Draft Up Podcast, we talked about the edge rushers, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, and Jermaine Johnson. Uh, we had a really good conversation on those four prospects. Devin and I uh, talked about each player in terms of who had the best bend, who has the best pass rush plant, all those things. Um, so we we had a good discussion on pass rushers the other day. So now we're here to talk about the top three offensive tackles in this draft class in some combination. Evan Neal out of Alabama, Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, and Ike McWanu out of North Carolina State University. Devin, good evening. How you doing today, man? Can't complain. Uh, doing pretty good, man. Um, you know, week out from the draft, and, or you listen to six days out from the draft. So, uh, you know, really starting to wrap things up, put a bow on this class. Going to have my big board drop in on Tuesday, so excited about that. But, but other than that, man, just, just trying to, uh, you know, finish up everything uh, before draft day gets here. And on the day... You, usually, Devin and I record on Thursdays, Thursday nights. Next Thursday, of course, we won't be doing a recording. Devin will be, or the both of us will be watching the NFL draft. Blue Chip Scouting will have a live stream of the NFL draft um, Thursday night. So we're excited about that. It will be Devin Jackson, Tyler Browning, Dante Colinelli, and Nick Price of Blue Chip Scouting. Um, hosting this event. We're super excited for it. Um, I'll definitely be watching um, and trolling everyone in the comments like I usually do. Um, so I, I'm whenever the Cowboys come on the board, I am going to troll Browning. Uh, when the Dolphins – oh, wait, the Dolphins don't have a pick. Never mind. Um, when the Ravens come on the board, I'm going to troll Nick. Um uh, so I uh, and when the Saints are on the board or if they trade up and draft Kenny Pickett, then I'll I'll troll the crap out of Devin. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully so I don't we'll, we'll be we'll be awaiting your reaction on pick six and I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll 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 get a, a get kick, good get a good kick out of that when the Panthers draft Kenny Pickett. Well well here's the thing. The issue we had last or I had last year was I had to wait for the pick to come in on my end because you guys were 30 seconds ahead of me for some reason, or the, the, the TV was, or y'all CVs were ahead of me for like, by like 30 seconds. And y'all know y'all knew the pick before I did. I was like, don't spoil anything. I want to know. And when, when the Panthers took JC Horn over Justin Fields at eight, if you go back and look at the live stream from last year, you can see me kind of go off screen and I'm just losing my mind in the worst way. I'm like, we could have had Justin Fields, damn it. God, son of a, you know, it, it was, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with JC Horn, but God, Justin Fields, we, got, we didn't have to deal with Sam Darnold. I was I was saying you still would have had to deal with him technically because he still would have started on the second so. on the option. Why? Why? 
which we're probably going to have to deal with them at, after the draft in case they end up trading him for another quarterback. I mean, well, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, it sucks. It just sucks. We'll talk about it next week when we're previewing the draft. Um, we got to get to offensive tackles. We got to start breaking these guys down um, real quick. Congratulations, Devin, on the Pelicans getting a big win against the Suns. Um, even though you told me that it was a long shot, there was no chance, blah, 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 blah. But congratulations to the Pelicans. Let's get started with offensive tackles. Evan Neal, Charles Cross, Akimi Guanu. We're going to start with some with their best attributes or some of the best attributes I've chosen um, to break down for each player or to choose who is better with which. So let's start with pass protection. And I'll, I'll go ahead and start on my end with um, this explanation. I'm going to go with Charles Cross as the best in pass protection out of these three players because when you watch Cross's tape, he has a really good first step um, out of his stance and allows him to immediate, to like quickly gain leverage on pass rushers and able to dictate kind of where they do, where they do or where they go, what they do. Um, he offers a really good kick slide um, and movement skills that allow him to mirror rushers. Um, and he offers incredible lateral mobility to recover, even if he's ever off balance. Um, he also uses his athleticism to run defenders up the arc um, and out of the play. His anchor, while he's not the strongest player in the world, but he offers he offers plenty of strength. It's not all world Ike McGuano or Evan Neal type of power. You know, you're not going to get that with Charles Cross, but he has sufficient power and strength that allows him to have a really solid anchor. Excuse me. Um, and he's still good enough to, to stonewall bull rushes. So I'm going to go with Charles Cross as the best pass protector, I think. And he is graded higher um, in pass protection than both Evan Neal and Ike McGuanu. So, Devin, who do you have as the top pass protector out of these three offensive tackles? So, for me, it, it also is Charles Cross. And I think it's because I see uh, the consistency on a down and down basis from, from what he brings to the table. I, I love Ike McGuanu and Evan Neal. I think they're both suitable pass protectors, especially. Uh, Evan Neal, he's, he's very exceptional in the way he, he's able to handle handle athletes, very heavy-handed, uh, and can, can stymie uh, bull rushes as well. But, but what Cross does for his size and, and, and what system he's played, I think is impressive. You know, air raid system, uh, you've got to have reliable tackles. you got to have time to throw the football. Uh, you're throwing the football 50 to 60 times a game, and, uh, you know, he, he showed the ability to, to handle speed and power rushers. Uh, really replaces hands very nicely uh, at the top of the arc, uh, handle, uh, you know, or, or move players uh, or move edge rushers, I should say, uh, past the quarterback and, and able to, to swing open his hips and, uh, you know, counter uh, whatever defense is, is bringing to. He moves very, very well laterally at the line of scrimmage. And uh, every time you, you see a player trying to go to their second or third move, he, he's reloading and repunching his hands and, uh, finding ways to, to once again stymie their their uh, pass rush. So 
I think Evan Neal and Kim Aquano, I think this margin is very slim between each player, but I just prefer Cross's ability and athleticism a little bit more. Um, I, I remember over this past summer when we were looking at 2022 prospects, like just getting a good look at them throughout the summer. Um, I remember Mike say, talking about it in the group chat or he was tweeting about it. Charles Cross felt like Gave him sort of the same feeling he had with Tristan Wirfs in the turn in the sense that Cross was going to be a really good offensive tackle prospect um, in the upcoming draft if he were to to declare. And Charles Cross has made a big name for himself this offseason. And last in this past season, he has shown that he is a great, great pass protector. Um, and also has great athleticism. And we'll talk about some, um, all three of these players in terms of their functional athleticism. Um, but Devin, I'm going to go with, go to you. Um, we're going to talk about best hand technique, who has the best hands out of all these pass rushers. Um, whether that's pass blocking or run blocking or just in general. So who do you think offers the best overall skills in terms of hand technique this was a tough one because i feel like you know in, in each department there's a different player that that it kind of uh it goes to you know like in in passwords i think charles cross hands are, are some of the best in this class uh but in the run game it surely is i came quantum but when you're looking overall i i will say even evan neal I, I, and i think for him it, it's more so like you know, he's not necessarily uh, super dominated in one one fashion or the other, but uh, there's consistency with him on a down-to-down basis. You're not going to see him uh, whiff on blocks. You're not going to see him uh, completely miss an assignment. Uh, for Akim McQuanu, as good as he is in, in the run game, there are times where his shoulders get over his toes. Uh, there are times where he can uh, get beat uh, on, on the on the inside move. Him, him going up against Jermaine Johnson is a good example. Of, of their battles won and lost, and, and it, it was due to hand placement and how he used his hands. But for me, Evan Neal, he's he's just everything with him is like intact. You know, he keeps his keeps his uh, hands within within his frame. He's not reaching. He, he's getting to the, the second and third level uh, with ease, and, and he is able to handle uh, whatever a, a, a defensive end or, or outside linebacker throws at him. So I think Evan Neal gets, gets the edge there with Cross uh, as, a, as a just behind him in second and, and Kim third. Um, both of us are actually on the same terms in terms of who we like in pass protection with their hands and um, in the run game, just overall. Um, if we're And we're talking about true pass protection technique with their hands, with their strikes. Um, I'm going with Cross because he does such a good job at keeping his hands inside, displaying accurate strikes at the point of attack. Um, and I I just love what he brings to the table there as a pass protector. In the run game, I'm going with, um, with Iguanu uh, because I feel like Iguanu, like – even though he's still growing a little bit with his strikes and punches um, as, or, well, actually looking at my nose, sorry, I had Neil over Iguanu. So we're kind of a little bit different, 
Um, Iguana is still growing with his punches and strikes um, as both a run blocker and pass protector. Neil just latches on to defenders so well, and he's able to, to just drive them um, back and create running lanes. Um, and the amount of power he possesses in his punches is just phenomenal. Um, overall, in ter- and just in technique overall in general, um, I'm going to go with Evan Neal as well just because of the overall consistency he has with his hands. Um, there are times where he may lose balance and he, he may miss his initial punch and he may – a pass rusher might get by him, but that that seemed a lot more of a rare occurrence in this 2021 tape than it did in 2020 where we saw it qu- way too often. But he improved a lot in terms of balance and consistency with his hands. So um kind of had to switch over there um just a moment ago with misreading my notes there. So Neil over Iguanu in terms of run blocking, um, in terms of run blocking technique, um, hands, what have you. Um, best run blocker overall. Um I'm actually going to go with Iguanu just like from an overall standpoint. And yes, he's still growing a little bit in terms of hand technique. However, and Neil offers an excellent argument. I kind of talked about it just a moment ago, but Iguanu is such a force in the trenches. Like he is a force to be reckoned with displays raw power at the point of attack an absolute mauler in the run game. He'll bring ruthless aggression to whichever offensive line he's going to be playing for, whether it's with the Jets, with the Giants, with the Texans, heck, maybe with Jacksonville. If they end up shocking everyone and he goes number one overall, um, Carolina would love him. Seattle, like he is, he would fit perfectly with anyone in the top 10. I'd be shocked if he even lasted to the ninth overall pick or the 10th overall pick um, in the NFL draft. Um, there was one rep against Mississippi State. There, I think it was a wide zone to the left, and he 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 was just – he went, went to one defender, threw him to the ground, went to another defender, just knocked him on the ground, just like kind of shoved him out of the way and then just flattened another defender um, all on one rep. I'm like, I sat in my chair probably for five to ten minutes just watching that play over and over again. I'm like, yeah, this dude is it. He is it. Don't overthink Ike Mikwano. I'm glad he's one of the prospects that everyone can agree on. He's really good. has some technique to grow with but he's just a really good overall player that everyone agrees yeah he's good we're we're not going to deal with um any unnecessary discourse with Ike Iguanu so he's the type of player I want in the trenches when I'm running the ball I want to be running behind him because I know he'll be creating rush lanes with consistency um and once he's able to grow in terms of his technique his hand technique boy this is going to be a very very good football player Devin 
Yeah, I, I, and I agree. I, I think Akeem Aquanu is the best overall uh, run blocker as well. I think just his ability to, to roll grade, and I think he's going to be a, a roll grader early on uh, in his career. I think he's just going to be able to clear out lanes and, and be a, a dominant force in the run game where, you know, he's, he's creating sizable holes and, and allowing for cutback lanes. So I think with, with him, it's clearly his trump card as opposed to uh, Cross and, and Evan Neal, where I think, you know, Cross is, is the better pass protector, the better overall player, uh, in my opinion. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but Evan Neal is, in my in my eyes. I think Akim Aquanu offers you that immediate run-blocking ability where he's going to, to be able to do that at a high level as a rookie. You know, it's, it's going to be somewhere you can plug and play him, uh, and, and there's going to be no concerns in whether or not he can get to the second level and, and uh, he can handle his, his one-on-one assignment. So I think for him – is certainly going to be uh, probably uh, the best projection in the run game, but but I I I'd love to see, uh, or I'd love to see him, uh, you know, work in, in, in New York with the Jets and and, and really uh, build a nice tandem with, you know, him Elijah Vera Tucker Tucker in uh, as well as uh, Makai Beckton. I think that'll be a, a great uh, form to do. I don't know how they stack it up, but but I think just putting them all in the building. Some move them all on the line somewhere. I think you're going to have one of the better run blocking uh, teams uh, in, in AFC East and, and probably in the entire NFL. I mean, just thinking of that, and especially if Makai Becton can develop, um, I think, you know, it's. I think the Jets would be in a really good place and they would be able to protect Zach Wilson with consistency. Um, I'm very curious how they're going to build around Zach Wilson and also very curious how Wilson will develop. Um, But anywho, best functional athletes out of all three three of these guys. Damn, it has to be Charles Cross, right? It has to be. Right. Functional athleticism. I don't know, man. I, I, I got to give the ed, edge to, to Evan Neal, man. I, really? His size, wow. you know, and, and what, what he is, uh, you know, at, at, at what, 6'7", 350. Uh, I understand, you know, Charles Cross, he's extremely athletic, has great functional athleticism, but I'm, I'm taking into account size and ability to move. Uh, at, at his size. And I think Charles Cross a little bit on the lighter end, more towards that 300, 305 uh, mark where, uh, you know, Evan Neal is like 340 and, and he's moving the way he does. So for me, I give Evan Neal the edge. And, I, and honestly, I, I probably rank it Neal, Aquanu, and, and Cross. No disrespect to Cross. He's a very good athlete. But you got to also think about the, the height, weight, uh, and size comparisons between the three. And, and Evan Neal uh, checks that box for me. That, that, that does make sense. Um, you know, I, I'm the thing with Iguanu or not Neil or Iguanu, like, or well, with Charles Cross to me, it's just what I saw on tape. It was just super impressive to watch. Um, and I, I really enjoyed watching him on tape and, and just the way he moves. Um, and I I get the size and weight um, distribution in terms of athleticism. Um, Neil and Iguanu move so well for their sizes. Um, 
However, I think for me, it it's Charles Cross, in my opinion. You just don't get that type of movement skills. Even though he is on the lighter side, like just even at his weight, I mean, he's 305, but a 305-pounder moving like that is just unreal to me. And seeing a 6'6", or 6'7", 337-pounder in Evan Neal, that, that's also just absurd. But for me, Cross has incredible functional athleticism, which helps him move laterally very well in pass sets um, when reach blocking as well. He can get to the second level with ease while pulling. He redirects so well. Um, and his mirroring and recovering skills are phenomenal. Um, add in his football IQ as a pass protector. Um, and I remember listening to and shout out to um, the Draft Network's Draft Dudes, Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. I believe Kyle Krabs talked about um, Taron Armstead or talked about Charles Cross as Taron Armstead 2.0 in a sense. You get a very good um, athlete and also someone that's very good in pass protection, um, plus a high ceiling in the run game. And I, that's a player that I think if if Neil and, Nick and Ikeem Ikwonu, Ikwonu are, are off the board, Cross is the next, next be- best thing, and he is also very, very good. You get a quality player in pass protection while you see more growth in the run game. So for just for me, it's Charles cross. I would prefer cross over Neil personally. Um, but I totally understand the whole size and weight um, distribution and, and just seeing how they move size and weight wise. Um, I, I totally get your argument, Devin, for sure. Uh, so let's talk about who the best offensive, who, is the best offensive tackle out of these three guys. Um, I'm going to start with you, Devin. Um, who do you have? Cross, Neil, or Iguanu? So these, before I, I give my answer, these guys were separated by about three, three and a half points on my board, and, and they're all inside the top ten. So, so I want to make that clear uh, before I, I, I kind of uh, you know, give that that answer. But for me, it was Evan Neal, and I think it's, it's because – where you see kind of Cross and Aquano clearly having uh, the check mark in, in their box in terms of, uh, you know, was their trump card or was there was something that immediately will translate to the league. I think Evan Neal's overall ability uh, to, to be, he's not, I don't think he's, he's quite elite in terms of like, you know, he's going to be one of the top five pass protectors or one of the top five run blockers. But I think the combination of, being a very good pass blocker, very good run blocker, uh, answered the questions of, of the balance concerns that a lot of people had over the summer. He played much more balanced, much more inside of his frame. Plus, I just think, you know, he, he, he just, I he should be, I honestly think he should be a top one or two pick in this class. And I know we have a class with, with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and, and, and Aiden Hutchinson, but any other draft class, uh, you would see Evan Neal as the top guy. And it feels like somehow he's getting a little bit underrated as we get closer to, to, to the NFL draft. But but it's just a product of 
how freakish of an athlete he is uh, at his size. And, and I just think he's going to be rock solid in both departments right away and, and a reliable left tackle for years to come. Now, it, that doesn't mean Akim Kwanu or uh, Charles Cross can't be a better tackle than him because they certainly can be. I mean, we've seen Andrew Thomas go before Tristan Wurst, but we know who the better player is. And obviously, scheme and, and coaching is also going to take a part of that. But, but I think overall, what you get from Evan Neal, there's not many questions about him. And, and he, and he checks all the boxes. And, and the athleticism is just yet another thing you can add to the table for him. Um, I'll just go ahead and point point out that Evan Neal sucks and you should fall to the sixth overall pick. But that that's just me. That's just me. And also... Why did the Jaguars have to franchise tag Cam Robinson? Why? There's no point. When you look at this offensive tackle class, like you were saying, Devin, Neal should be one of the first two picks in the draft, and he probably shouldn't be the the second pick. He should have definitely been the first overall pick. Everyone was mocking Evan Neal. To the Jaguars at one before they decided to franchise sack Cam Robinson. And everyone was like, great. Now, now we got to deal with this. Come on. I'm sure Jaguars fans are kind of sick and tired of Cam Robinson getting tagged for a second time in a row. I'm like, we already know what he is as a player. No reason to tag him again. I just don't get it. But moving on from that, Evan Neal's my number one offensive tackle on my board. Um, and I, the way I graded both Neil Cross and Iguanu, they're both separated by not very much. I think by total, uh, prop, I have my board right here. Um, I don't think they're separated by much. They're separated by maybe, yeah, three points. Uh, them and I are basically the same in terms of separation and, on our boards for these offensive tackles. Evan Neal's my number one offensive tackle, followed by Charles Cross and Akeem Guanu. The reason Cross is is number two on my board is because I think he offers um, more in pass protection than Iguanu, but it's like su- it's super close between um, all three players. So um, or the separation between Cross and Iguanu is by one point. So it kind of shows who I think, um, like, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having seeing Iguanu being a number one offensive tackle for someone or Charles Cross. Like, I wouldn't oppose to that at all. These are three very good offensive tackles. Um, Neil's not the best offensive tackle I've ever evaluated. That would be Panay Sewell. Um, who the Lions drafted last year. Um, but he's a, he is a superb offensive lineman who offers rare movement skills for someone his size. Again, 6'7", 337. If you see pictures of him from the combine, that dude does not have a lick of fat on him. I mean, he is rock solid, three, 337 at 6'7". That is just absurd. And it's absurd to watch him um, in the trenches when he has to get down and dirty, he will create rushing lanes and open gaps by himself with the unreal power and strength he possesses at the point of attack. He can chase defenders up the arc. He shows good overall technique, fantastic football IQ, um, has a good natural ang- anchor with good knee bend. 
Um, and he, offer, he offers versatility as well. If you want him to play right tackle, he could play right tackle, even though his some is he didn't have some of his best tape at right tackle, but he, it still shows that he can be good at either left or right tackle. Um, and it may also depend on um where he's drafted and or where his team his new team needs him. Maybe he can play a guard. I mean, he I think he had some reps at guard, maybe his freshman year, if I'm not mistaken, or was he playing guard his freshman year? Oh, I, I, on you. Yeah. Uh, I want to say he played left, left guard? or right guard. One of the I feel like it was left guard. Freshman. Yeah. Um, I can pull it up real quick, but I, I'm pretty sure he played uh, guard at some point. in. Because in, uh, I, I – I just I remember him being hyped up as a freshman, like at guard. Like you guys better watch uh, out for Evan see. Neal. He played at multiple positions across the line, but settle in at left guard in 2019. Mm, okay, yeah, that that's why I thought. I mean, then 2020 he played right tackle. Then 2021 man. left tackle. That makes sense. So that that makes sense. All right, um. And, and like I said, with Iguanu and Cross, don't blame anyone for having them as OT1 on their respective – on anyone's respective boards. However, if you're looking for a complete skill set or damn near complete skill set or just a consistent skill set overall, give me Evan Neal as the number one offensive tackle in this draft. Um, you know, I, Neal doesn't really ha- – is not scheme-specific at all. Like, he could play in any scheme. Really, you play gap, you play zone, you can really do it all. Like that, that's the player you want um, to have on your team starting at left or right tackle for the next 10, 15 years at least, as long as they can stay healthy. So that is it for this episode on the top offensive tackles. Next week, we'll be previewing the NFL draft. We are now just less less than seven days or just less than six days away now or it's seven days from now like right now i would say this time next week we're recording this on a thursday night this almost 10 o'clock i believe this is around the time maybe this maybe the eighth pick maybe atlanta's picking around now or maybe new york the Jets at 10. It's going to be a long night, guys. It's not going to be like bang, 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 bang. They get the picks in quickly, all that. that That's just you're, – you're going to see that on day three. Day one, draft night, it's going to be a long night. So we're excited. Can't wait. One week from it all. Devin and I are getting our big boards done throughout the weekend. Um, I'll be having my final mock draft come out next Wednesday. Um, and my final Carolina Panthers mock draft for Cat Crave comes out either either Sunday or Monday, depending on I'm able to get it done sooner than later. Um, so, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace.